Ah, the name is Bootsy, baby. Radio Free Galaxy. You know that funk's for me. By the power of the one, we be funking uh, for fun, baby. Free Galaxy. I'm Travis Lee. I'm Teen Komar. I remembered my name today. <laughs> <laughs> and this is episode 144 of Radio Free Galaxy. Thank you all for listening. Uh, thanks to our new listeners in Japan. Japan. We had we had new listeners in Japan this week, and it looks like they might have enjoyed our show quite a bit because they listened multiple times. Woo. So, uh, so yeah, double arigato. <laughs> yes, Mr. Oh Japan, Mr. or Miss Japan, thank right. you for tuning in to Radio Free Galaxy, and thank you to the rest of the world, whoever else is listening. Uh, if you like what we do here, please follow us on social media. We are the most active on Instagram and Facebook. Just look for Radio Free Galaxy there and follow along with us. You'll find out when all of the new episodes are out or when we think anything is funny and we share it. Uh, and also, please subscribe to the Radio Free Galaxy YouTube page. Um, just put up a video of Milwaukee Death Metal Legends Phantasm, a uh, previously unreleased uh, full set of theirs from 1994 at the Rave. Uh, so you can go check it out. It's, about, it's just under a half an hour long, about 26 minutes long. So Go to the Radio Free Galaxy YouTube page and you can see a full set from Phantasm in 1994. Very cool. And also like 800 other videos that aren't Phantasm. So All totally rad, by the way. Totally rad. And Christine, where can someone go if they would like a Radio Free Galaxy t-shirt? Well, I'm so glad you asked because you can go to... T- <laughs> <laughs> Why, certainly, mister. If you go to Tee Public, you can find my work, especially for the Radio Free Galaxy podcast t-shirt under So Geek Girl, S-C-W-G-E-E-K-G-I-R-L. I also have a bunch of Condemned merch up as well. You will not be, you know disappointed what you'll find there what's condemned condemned is about the ladies of hell and their shenanigans but what is it it's a comic there you go there we go i did it (laughs) all right right. this episode we're gonna have 20 questions (laughs) (laughs) but what is it though (laughs) but what (laughs) really is it what the hell is it is it bigger than a bread box Uh, yes, so go check us out on social media and buy a shirt, and and, and also please leave a rating and review uh, on the Apple Podcasts or um, the Spotify app. It just helps us get more listeners uh, like our friends in Japan and uh, the United Arab Emirates and everywhere else everyone listens all over the world. We really appreciate it. Especially Germany. Especially Germany. We're so hot in Germany. We are so hot in Germany. Uh, we're really big in Belgium right now. Sorry. <laughs> we're movie not. from a movie. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Um, but uh, so our feature content for this evening, The Last of Us just had their season finale. 
So we're going to spend probably a bunch of the episode talking about that. But we've also watched a ton of other really good TV shows this so week. Much. I mean, really, not a lot has like sucked this week. No. At least not for me. So uh, I'm excited to talk about all these things with my friends. And I hope you guys enjoy it. So what do you guys want to talk about first? Let's talk about The Bad Batch first. Because uh, I think that was just a nice little kind of... It was kind of a bottle episode. It had implications for the wider ranging story, uh, but the uh, episode title is episode thirteen, and the title was Pabu, right? Pabu. And and what was Pabu about, Christine? Pabu was about a planet that had an island on it that had a bunch of refugees communing together. Was that like the only island on the planet where yes. we led to believe that? Yes, from what I they said. I don't think it was, though. Yeah, I think it was just one. They were saying mm. it was like one isolated. That's where like all the refugees decided to mingle. Yeah, well, maybe. I could believe it's the only inhabited place on the entire planet, but it, like, yeah. it'd be really weird if that was like the only landmass and it's just like, hey, look. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's it's Cudahy in the middle of like Michigan. <laughs> if Lake Michigan was the entire like surface area of the planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It may or not be the only surface on the planet, but go on. Oh, you're still asking me. Okay, yes. so the Bad Batch end up going there with that pirate lady. I never remember her name. Fee? Fee. Wanda Skies? Yeah. yeah. Wanda Sykes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> let's, no, let's just correct each other in a circle. Let's just keep correcting each other. Correction. <laughs> so, Shannon's like, actually. So, so Fee brought back this like relic from one of the lost uh, refugees' home worlds because it doesn't matter, like you know, if it's really expensive or not. It's just you know a memento from their planet. And the Bad Batch go there, and they have a. They break bread with uh, the mayor. The mayor of Pabu. Pabu, <laughs> <laughs> and like it's very peaceful. And you know, Fee's ultimate plan was to get the Bad Batch to realize like you don't have to fight anymore. You could just stay here, build a life. You know, give Omega a childhood because she doesn't know anything except for you know, fight or flight. And then of course, uh, you know. Bad things always happen, no matter how good everyone says, oh, everything's sturdy. It's Bad things always happen, yeah. especially when you're living on top of a volcano that's sticking out of the well, water. What's worse than <laughs> it was a volcano. Okay, it wasn't a volcano, but it sure looks no. like one, Shannon, right? Yeah. No, I mean, like... it doesn't have a caldera or a... No, Look, it doesn't. <laughs> it's a big pointy thing sticking out of the middle of the water. I instantly think there's a reason that it got there like that because of some seismic activity. And sure, it could be just pushed up from, you know, the crust knocking together at some point. But in a science lesson watching the show. Right. So here's your geology lesson for the year. <laughs> but Travis ain't wrong, but when you have that type of tectonic activity, usually the friction causes enough heat. Or yeah. the breaking of the cr- of the crust and the mantle allows for lava to come up, especially in the middle of an ocean, right? right. I, I'm not disagreeing. It has probably just moved away from that hot spot, and it's maybe they just island. like cemented it all in. Maybe they did, but also <laughs> it's probably maybe it's the safest place on this planet, but it just doesn't seem like a great place to build a like civilization, well, right? I was gonna say the top part's just fine. It's just the lower part <laughs> after that that wasn't the greatest it's, idea. It's fine so far. But <laughs> right. there's always a bigger wave, you know? Right. 
there's, yeah, a, like, there's a wall for a reason. Maybe you don't build under the wall. Yeah, that was like <laughs> the warning systems. Like, hey, if a big tidal wave comes in above this part, you'll be just fine. Anything underneath it, bad idea. Yeah. Like, and what was up with like the slats and the and the rope uh, ladders, emergency ladders? Like, well, yeah, clearly this has happened before, Adam. Right. <laughs> this isn't right. the first time. Well, like, right. They said it hasn't happened in like. 30, 30 years. 30 years, yeah. right. But, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's still a very big thing that everyone was kind of surprised by. Yeah. Like, right. I'm it's like, wait. Really... Refugees probably haven't been there for 30 or 40 years to know true. the last one. That's though. true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, but also, like, there's no other defenses for the lower lands, like any kind of shields or something, you know? Just It's Star Wars. You would think they would have a big old, like, force the shield around the... You would think there would be handrails, too, Travis, but yeah. clearly... Uh, handrails! Right. Uh, although, although, the lower the wall that separated the upper city from the lower did have a sizable ledge, so that you couldn't yeah. just, like, right. like, a half wall. So right. it wasn't really a handrail, because once you got in the steps... Yeah. Open air. Yeah, you're going to fall off the side. Right. Yeah, also the early warning system didn't really work. You had to look at those little green monkey monsters that were like, oh, God, something's happening, and then skittering off. Yeah, yeah. Mm, animals usually know more before people, though. So yeah, sure do. I think that was a nice hallmark. Yeah. And it like you re- it reminded you of, um, oh, for I just totally blanked on what his name was. Who's that? Holy crap. Hmm. Bandana guy. Oh, Hunter? Hunter. Yes, Hunter. Thank you. How he, he ties into the the nature and the animals and whatnot. So it was yep. nice to see his little uh, quirk get a, yeah. a moment in the sun. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a cool little episode. It was fun. Um, not a whole lot of significance. We'll see where it leads from here. But at the end, they have they choose to stay and at least help rebuild. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of emergency that's going to like get them out of there and especially you know with what we saw last week with crosshair what happened to crosshair i something's gonna come to a head with that and their 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 life of peace on pabu is, <laughs> is gonna be disrupted at some point peace on pabu oh, I, I and i have not listened to last week's podcast i'm a very horrible guest but my <laughs> theory is that they've broken away from sid so sid's gonna share her hand yeah. And they're going to try to use that and crosshair to get their hands on Omega. We'll see. We'll see. I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, where do you guys want to go next? You want to go Star Trek or you want to stay with Star Wars and just finish oh, out Star Wars? Just one second about the, yeah. this episode. Was it just me or did like when you saw like them coming into pop, like the, the city itself, is anyone hoping it was going to be like similar to like the uh, the island that Luke that Luke was on? on. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly I like, what I thought at first. Yeah, right. I was like, mm-hmm. cool little chicken things. Yeah, and, and hopefully and, they eat them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> without like Chewbacca <laughs> did. Porg. I, I don't want to see anyone getting milk though. I don't want to see uh, anyone or anything no, getting milk. Blue milk. Milking. <laughs> oh, I don't like, how do you even go up to a creature like that? Can I milk you? Can I milk you? Would be okay. And that, that, that creature was so chill about it. Like, <laughs> yes, please relieve my swollen, my gorge. Eh. Vegetables. <laughs> gross. Twice a day, they're used to. It. That's um, not actually milk. Uh, nasty. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Christine. Thanks. You're welcome. Luke Skywalker's dark secret. <laughs> oh, ew! I'll never look at blue milk the I same. Yeah, at what point again. does that become bestiality? Uh, hey Luke, I think this milk has gone bad. Oh, 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 oh if only you knew. There's <laughs> a smile and a look back and nothing else. 
Uh, yeah. Need a journey to Star Trek after that. <laughs> All right, let's do let's do Star Trek. Let's do Star Trek. We're talking about um, Picard, Episode Four. Uh, I don't re- remember w- what exactly the name of the episode was, but um, like I said last week, this show has really turned it around for me. It's had some really excellent storytelling and directing lately, and the acting's been fantastic. I've really been uh, trying... No, episode f- episode four was No Win Scenario? Okay, we watched yeah. episode five then today. Okay. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, we watched episode five. So you only watched four, Adam? Yeah. The No Win Scenario one? Yeah. Okay. That one was fantastic, but we talked about it last week. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, we did it! You, you want to talk about two episodes next week? Uh, five and six? <laughs> sure, yeah. All right. Yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, although, although, after watching these ones, like, you're right. You don't really need to watch the rest of Picard. You really, really don't, do you? Need, do you but, like, at the same time... Uh, so far, I like this season better than two, but yeah. not as much as one. Okay, okay. Well, we'll we'll see. There, there's a character coming up in five. Uh, I mean, that... don't get me wrong. I I, I really enjoy that Michael Dor- uh, Michael uh, Dorn is back. Oh, he's so good. Uh, he's so uh, good, and he he looks just as good as ever, if not better. Like he looks way more like yeah. like <sighs> he looks distinguished, he, but yeah. he still right. looks like and he's. Right, and he still looks jacked. Yeah, he 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 looks sleeker. He actually looks sleeker and like more disciplined. When he moves around, he still looks really believable in the action. Right, but scenes. like there's more economy of motion, so you can tell that like yes, he is right. He is becoming more disciplined. Yeah, and I and I even like I did not like that other character that he's working with. What's her name? Rafaela. Rafaela. I do not. Like I didn't her like her much. in season one, and I'm like turning around on her. Probably because she's away from John Luke and she's not calling him JL all the time, which I just like, yeah, (laughs) do not. All right. So I do have a complaint about uh, this season and Mm -hmm. maybe I don't know if it happened in two and and one, but Mm -hmm. like they need to stop swearing. They, they need to stop swearing, and they need to turn the lights on on the ships. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> I, I mean, just like Star Trek in general just isn't supposed to be that dark, right. especially on the ship. How can you see to do your sciencing when it's so goddamn dark? Dude, there's like little <laughs> steps that go down and shit. Like, you're yeah, just going to end trip. up. You're going to trip. You're it's gonna too trip. dark. Yeah. I don't need that, especially in space. No, man. Right. I know, you know, like, healing a broken ankle in Star Trek isn't the same as, you know, it is here, but, man, you still don't want it to happen. You don't want to sprain my ankle every, like, few days no. because I missed the ding-dong stuff because it was too dark. No, but, but Adam, the, the episode four was, was pretty outstanding, wasn't it? I like the end of it. Like, yeah. not necessarily, like, the resolution, but, like, I thought it was pretty cool, like, what happened with that nebula. Yeah, and how they all came together to solve the problem and didn't give up. Like it was, right. it was really cool. Like I do like the the, resol- the 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 realization that Picard had about his his uh, illegitimate kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and also the yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk about the hair. Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> yeah. When does it start going? That comes. That it. comes from yeah. That comes from the mother's family. So Picard's joke doesn't even really work. Yeah. Uh, I don't even really necessarily believe that because my uncle's like 
my mom's fraternal twin. Like, his hair is thinning out, like, last I saw him, which was years ago. And uh, I'm in no danger of that <laughs> at all. Yeah, maybe. His hair is immortal. And I, I do more or less take more after my mom's side than my dad's side, as clearly evidenced by the fact that I'm the undercover Chicano. <laughs> uh, Shannon, I just got to let you know, something happened with your microphone. She moved you closer just... or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. It just, you just got really, really loud all of a sudden out of nowhere. Loud noises. Um, not that we don't love your voice, but it just um, got a little much for a second there. How are you sounding? Uh, hopefully better. Okay. Well, you know what? We'll just deal with it later. It's it's fine. It yeah. Not it's not actually annoying or anything. We're not picking up any like echo or background noise or anything. It's it was just like a sudden change, and I was like, oh my god, it doesn't <laughs> even sound like the same person. Startled. Um. Okay. So let's get to the Mandalorian now. Earlier this week, Adam, you sent me a uh, a uh, message, uh, and you were like. Dude, I just got done watching uh I'll episode... go back to it. Hold on. I'll read yeah. verbatim to you. Hold on. Yeah. Let me find it real quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, hold on. This must have been... Oh, like Wednesday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Yeah. Or it came out on Wednesday. Yeah, the episode's come out on Wednesday, so it had to be around then. But Adam sends me this message. I hadn't yeah. seen the show because I watch everything right before... We go on oh, the shit. air. This way too far back. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I got the gist of it, man. I don't. Oh yeah. Was like, and the reason being is, is like it was like, so like Travis and I are very careful about spoiling shit to each other, like uh-huh. and not talking about shit. It's almost annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it was like so. Like, Weston was like, no spoilers. Best episode yet of the Mandalorian. And right. The other follow-up comment says, like, Andor needed this kind of writing slash episode. Now it did. Now, Shannon, now, Shannon, when your friend, when your your good friend of, like, your entire life, like, sends that kind of message to you, don't you think that a reaction is a little bit of a spoiler? Right? Yeah. Because now I'm going, now I'm going into watching The Mandalorian, this episode, thinking, whoa. This better be the best episode ever, otherwise I'm gonna have words with Adam. Right, but if it's like, but here's the thing though, if it's something that like you're not normally as big a fan of as yeah. I am, yeah. like how much of a spoiler is that? Right? I thought that was gonna be like, my we, point. Like you've known him so long, and it, you've you it's Star Wars, so you kind of already know how he feels about Star Wars. Yeah. So yeah, you can pull out impressions. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. But you know what? I also understand Adam's point of view. We've been friends so long. Dude, he has if he sees something that great, he has to let me know right away. He can't just let it he can't sit right. on it for 4 or 5 mm-hmm. days <laughs> and then right. talk about it and I would totally do the same thing. Like when I saw that episode 4 of Star Trek, I messaged you guys and I'm like, "This is so good." I did the same right. thing. I did the same thing. Right. So I, you know, sometimes you just can't help holding in your excitement. You, know, you can't, and if I recall correctly, Adam is a huge Mandalorian fan. Right. So very. Yeah. This yeah. is like all his his jam. Oh, so man. so when you said that, Adam, I I was looking forward to it. Now I watched it. I just watched it now, and for the whole episode, I'm like, I'm waiting for the best episode of the Mandalorian ever. And look, I gotta say this. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I'm not disappointed in it at all. Your reaction didn't affect it affect me at all. I don't think it's the best episode of the Mandalorian ever, but I, I think it was yet, but I mean but 
I think it was the best episode of Andor. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though. That's another thing that you wrote to me right after that, Adam. You wrote to me that you were like, now, if the creators of Andor had made the show like this, it would have been an excellent show. No, they didn't even need to make the whole thing. They They needed at least one episode similar to this where it's like when I was done watching it, it was deeply satisfying to have seen it. Right. It, it was deeply satisfying this, right. this entire and, and like and that's just it like I couldn't say more as to why like why I thought what I did about it yeah. like why I think it's the best episode of Mandal- the Mandalorian yet yeah. right. like don't get me wrong there's other great episodes but this one like to me this is the best one yet it is the most satisfying one to have watched yeah I don't Shit. look at it from a point of view of just being like Oh my god, that action scene was so dope, blah, 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 blah. Or, like, no, the the entirety of it was satisfying to watch. No, you're right. It was well written. It was well shot. The acting was on point. The 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 book ending of the two storylines, so you had the Mandalorian storylines on either end, and then the breath in the middle was they and they didn't jump back and forth. That mm-hmm. I really appreciated that they weren't jumping yeah. back and forth. They let the whole middle story play out, told that story, and then went back to the other story. You know, I mean, it was it was great. It was I, I loved the episode. It was so good. But yeah, the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, even when they're following the <laughs> scientists in this cubicle, I'm like, dude, this is this could have been that 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 other storyline in Andor. Right. This is how that you do part, it well. Yeah. yeah. This is that's, how you do it well. Right. Yeah. And that's the part where like Andor should add writing like that. Yeah. Oh, no doubt, man. Yeah, because like the whole like pieces on Coruscant, I was like, oh, where are we going with this? But like, it was very like world building it felt good to actually be on coruscant you know following the Mm -hmm. scientist and uh the other chick from the empire you know and just kind of seeing where that was going to play out (laughs) like there's just not that many kind of like peaceful scenes in the mandalorian let alone like yeah if this was an andor i would have like or they would have followed this story formula in andor i would have actually liked andor instead of just hating every minute of it because it's like Okay, if you're going to make space cubicles, you need to make it kind of, like, you know, not as serious because, dude, we don't need that. You have to make it about less about personal ambition, which is what the Andor storyline was about. And and this still has the scientist's personal ambition, his passion. You know, we, we got the setup in the beginning when he was giving that speech. But also, you know, it has implications to... The, the other movies, you know, what what uh, Palpatine did, you know, to try to overcome death and the cloning and what this scientist was, Pershing was doing previously. And I mean, th- there was so much going on. And then you don't know what the role of this other uh, amnesty officer, what, whoever she is, um, you, you never, you don't know what her intentions are. You know that she's leading him on. Like, you know, you know that she's oh, leading really? him on. Go ahead. I didn't feel like she, I, I was just like, oh, hey, they're getting close. They're going to be a thing. And yeah. Didn't see it. No, I, I felt I felt the whole time that, that she was like leading him on. And well, the thing is, like she took the cloning stuff or at least the materials from the lab from him. I'm like, wait, are they trying to get him to get the stuff for them so they can start cloning or doing something on their own? They just kind of needed the door open for it. What I think the ultimate plan is, this is just my theory now, is they needed to get whatever equipment that he needs, and basically this is their way of 
they're not going to erase all of his permanent memories of like how to be a scientist and how to do cloning, but they are going to get rid of some of these, this, this mind flayer thing it is going to get rid of some of, I don't know, maybe his recent memories and kind of retrain his brain. They're going to brainwash him until coming back to the empire. And well, you know, right. What the empire is now. And, and working back on the cloning thing again. Right. Can I say one thing? Yeah. I do appreciate it when he's about to get mind flayed and he's looking at that Mon Calamari and he's like, it's a trap. And the Mon Calamari just kind of looks at him blank like. <laughs> that was a good drop. <laughs> that was a good That was, that a, was good a good drop. Oh, turn the tables yeah. on the Mon Calamari. Yeah, the Mon Calamari is like, what, the f- what, what you want? It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Does anybody else feel like they're going back and like trying to establish some history so that the last three movies actually 100 percent. yes it is called okay. retconning yes shannon it is. It is called I know retconning. It is. no I, I know you know but i'm just saying they are retconning the shit out of those movies to make them plausible and maybe watchable at some point dude the string board for that has got to be but they're so doing insane. a good job of it they, they are doing a very good job yeah. i'm just saying that board with all the strings connecting everything with the yarn <laughs> has just got to be a mess well, no, they're making the strings now because the problem with with eight and nine uh, episodes eight and nine of the movies is that you couldn't connect the strings to anything. They just made them up out of nowhere. They just made them up on oh, they've been cloning the whole time, what? and they 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 had no. this fleet just stashed over there and <laughs> behind that and, moon. And no Snoke one was Palpatine, and Ray is a Palpatine. You know, they everyone's just made, a Palpatine. Everyone's a Palpatine. Uh, you get a Palpatine. You get a Palpatine. You get a Snoke. Sorry. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> ah, shit. Crapped out. Uh, but, yeah, they they are trying to reinvent those strings and, and make it make more sense. And I appreciate that. They realize that those movies maybe didn't go over. Uh, yes, some people like them. I'm not going to ick your yum if that's your jam, whatever. But, I mean, it, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. A lot of things that happen in those movies, you know, with the rest of Star Wars canon. So they are trying to fill those things in without just saying that those movies never happened. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're they're using Bad Batch and The yes. Mandalorian, which I kind of appreciate. They're coming at it from more than one direction. <laughs> yes, they To try to, to fix things up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, I didn't even think about that because we usually watch, you know, The Bad Batch, Mandalorian, and anything else Star Wars related kind of all in the, around the same bubble. And yeah, they're all flowing very well into a story where I'm like, oh, yeah, like I can see them actually like melding together instead of being like, that don't make no sense. Where did that come from? Why are you a Palpatine? <laughs> You're right, though, Adam. It was a really fantastic episode. It's it, it, the the storytelling and even just maybe a mundane character's uh, a part of their life. They find such an interesting way to tell the story, and the creators of the show are just doing a fantastic mm-hmm. job as always. And yeah, I loved it. Anyone else have any other thoughts? Mm. And I was gonna say, like, I really. <laughs> I was just gonna. I was just gonna shut my mouth until somebody said something. Well, I was gonna say okay, something. Okay, go ahead. No, I really liked Bo-Katan coming in with the yes. rest oh. of them because she had bathed yes. in the waters. Uh, yes, of course. So she's yeah. a con- she's a convert now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we totally left out that whole storyline. I mean, look at that. We we talked about this episode, and there was the bookends of the Mandalorian storyline. And I mean, a really significant thing happened at the end, but like the middle was so good. That right. it was like, Ur. yeah, like wasn't right. even mad. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really care for the the middle scene. 
Yeah, you didn't like it. I want to watch The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I right. didn't sign up to watch some scientist get tricked. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> Bamboozled. I get it. But they have, they like we said, they have to stick those uh, retconning little pieces <laughs> in somewhere. So this and, is where we well, got and, it. Yeah. And it was kind of cool to see one character transition off of one show into the other. So, yeah. you know, they've been doing a lot of interweaving, which is neat. Yeah, that is really cool. And also, I mean... Yeah, I, I just appreciate when a, uh, any story is told well, and that was really, it was really told well. And the end, I mean, Bo-Katan, I mean, she clearly saw the mythosaur, what she thought was the mythosaur. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, her converting at the end, which, I mean, wasn't really her choice, but it kind of... It like she is. didn't, she didn't really resist it. Yeah, yeah. right. Like I think, I think she, she basically had a what would be the Mandalorian equivalent of the of a crisis of faith. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like shit, man. These assholes yeah. were right. Yeah, to some extent. Uh, yeah. I think she might actually make use it to her own ends. That's the so other thing. So she's now yes. converted to, and been accepted by you know this, this group. And now she can use that to springboard back into some level of power and mm-hmm. and maybe guidance for her people. I mean, she is supposedly, yep. you know, of the royal family. And if she goes and does what her original ancestor did with the mythosaur, right. she could totally use this to work it to her own advantage. No, I think you're right, Shane. I thought about the same thing. Like, well, she needs another army, basically, because we found out in the last episode all her followers took off. And they're bounty hunting all over the yeah, They galaxy. went to go do what Mandalorians do in their spare time. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Bounty yeah, hunting. It's like the family it's like the the, the, the the family business. Like it's it's more like the family pastime. <laughs> when right. they're when they're not working, they're yeah. out. Well, it's definitely not swimming because Veskar is not a flotation device. Yeah, it's not clearly. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think you're right, Shannon. I think that she sees this as an opportunity and I mean, well, she's a leader and any kind of leader or politician or anything like that, they use the situations that are presented to them to their own advantage and to their own ends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She she recognizes the opportunity. Yeah. And I mean, she doesn't need the dark saber to lead these ones either. I mean, no. like, so they're not just going to abandon her. And she sees the opportunity. This, this has parallels to politicians that we see in the real world right now, where they create like a cult like following. And that's always going to be a stronger bond than people who are just, you know, out for, you know, regular uh, economic reasons or whatever other, but when you put faith into it and you put belief into it, that always creates a stronger following, you know? Yes. As we've seen a leader in even recently trying to do the same type things like that. Uh, So yeah, excellent, excellent episode. Let's get to the last episode. Uh, This was episode nine of The Last of Us. Uh, that last episode was so traumatic and, um, man, Ellie went through a lot and Joel really went through a lot too. Um, and you can see Ellie very much internally trying to deal with all this trauma that she's recently been through and it's bringing her back to old trauma in her life. And she's very 
she's quiet in this. She isn't, you know, Joel's trying to be open and make jokes with her and everything. And she's very lost in trying to, like, deal with all this stuff she's just been through. That yeah. last episode, she was, you know, like, kidnapped by that cult. And, I mean, she was nearly raped, almost killed. Almost I mean, eaten. Almost eaten. Eat. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was, like, all the big things she could possibly yeah. have with it. And it's just like, dude. Yeah. She survived all of that. So, I mean, it's it was, it was a very dark episode. Um so they're still looking for a hospital and they're still looking for the fireflies and they finally chance upon the fireflies and Marlene, is it Marlene or Marlena? Uh, Marlena? I, I think, think it's it Marlena. I think it's Marlena, um, who's one of the head fireflies. Um, they find them and they're like, hey, thanks for bringing Ellie all the way across the country or whatever. We'll take it from here. And, um, well, I, yes. Okay. It's, there's more to it. You're looking at me crazy, no, Christine, dude, which is not audible. First of all, they got, uh, no, it wasn't a nice try thing. They actually got ambushed by one of the squads outside the city. Right. Going but they in didn't there. know that there was Joel and Ellie. Yes. So, and then they decided to do unnecessary surgery on her. It was necessary to them. Yeah. Well, it's also, uh, Okay biggest problem that i've seen i'm like okay this world is so brutal and savage it's like hey you do realize if you bring someone who could possibly cure you know or at least you know bring an immunization to the rest of society it's not gonna end well for ellie and of course it's almost not gonna end well for ellie in this one and he uh well joel goes punisher in this episode he goes totally Punisher. He goes Punisher, dude. <laughs> like, I mean, he becomes a complete badass. It's like, oh, I just got clipped in the back of the head with the butt of a gun. At, but, oh, you're going to go do unnecessary brain surgery and kill Ellie? Yeah, not going to happen. Goes Punisher. Gets her out of there. Like, I just, I think that could have been completely avoided just by staying with his brother and just eating pie. But that's just me. Right. But, I mean, Ellie, Ellie, you know, in the beginning of this episode, he's talking to Ellie and he gives her the choice, you know, we can just turn around and go back by Tommy and we don't have to go to this hospital. She's like, no, we've come this far. You know, I want to feel like my life has a purpose to it, you know, and I really want to contribute to this cure, you know, and um, I don't know. See, Joel, Joel and Marlena, nobody gives Ellie the ultimate choice in the end, which she might have made that sacrifice at the point, especially where she is in her trauma and in her life. She might have actually, if Joel was honest with her, and I think he knows that that's why he's not honest with her. And that's why he doesn't tell her what he did in the hospital with killing all the fireflies is that he thinks that. The, the where where she's at mentally and emotionally right now, she probably would have said that it's okay for them to do that to her because she doesn't feel like her life has had any meaning. No, I totally agree with that. But he also tries throughout this entire episode to say like how he, when he tried to take his life after, yeah. like two days after his daughter was killed uh, 20 years ago, that he was glad that it didn't happen. And he was trying to kind of 
not just like spell it out for her to not just like you know become a sacrificial you know lamb in this but to you know like dude just because you're going through some bad things especially with everything bad there's always a good thing like seeing those giraffes just farting around in the city right there's always a reason to live there's always hope and that's one thing i do like about this show is that they do show you the hope uh amid all of the chaos and the bad human behavior that's going on but i mean it's is it is it really selfish of Joel though to I mean look it would be all different if the fireflies and the doctor could say look we're going to do this brain surgery on Ellie yes we're going to kill her but we are almost definitely going to make a cure out of it the fact is they don't know and that's why Joel I think I think does this is because they don't actually know that it's right. just a, it's just a hunch it's just a guess Cordyceps grow in the brain, so they have to do brain surgery to take it out, uh, take out what the the growth in her head, whatever. Um, but they don't. It might all be in vain, and then he, you know, basically loses another daughter, and Marlena's cool with that sacrifice, even though she's been there since clearly Ellie was born. But. Man, it, I understand what a tough choice it was for Joel, but also it was the only one that he could make with his conscience, right? I think it's the only one that I think anyone should have made because, like, dude, there's just no guarantee that they could even, with the technology, that was still available but to what be able if? to... But what if they could have? Save for what, though? So far, like, from what mankind has seen, especially from the Fireflies and Fedra and all that, they just let them go and just try to make some other type of society with or without it because there's only been a few cordyceps that are pretty much left in the city yeah. at this point. Yeah. So if you stay away from the cities and just try not to, like, you know, get too high right. on your haunches, I think right. society's fine. Like, just, I just don't see the sacrifice being worth it. Right. Uh, Adam, I forgot. Did you get a chance to watch it? Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Should Ellie have at least had the choice? Um so given her age, yes. I think if she would have been younger, probably not. Yeah. And that's a rough thing to say because there's like this weird breakpoint where your brain actually is mature enough like you have enough life experience, you know, I, I I believe like in developmentally they call it reaching the age of reason yeah like it's you know it's about when like somebody can sit you down and explain something to you and you're not a complete asshole about it right you're not just throwing a fit you you see the you're starting to see the bigger picture you can deal and, with it emotionally right and yeah. she she understands the bigger picture like she wants to see it through she's come too far right. she breaks that down for joel right she should have been given the the choice whether or not if she was given that choice, if Joel still would have respected her her choice, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but holy fuck, did she just like, like, like the that that the just the the sheer amount of like just brutality in there is like, okay. Yeah, yeah, Adam, I've never played the game, but I'm sure that that scene in the hospital was as close to the game as you could get with the picking up of the guns and the mm -hmm. picking up of the ammo, like... Right, yeah. And sniping yeah. characters, you know, and yeah. just, you know, like, okay, this is... What are you going to do in this situation? Are you going to give her back to Marlena, or are you right. going to kill her? Because, like, dude, 
he hits her once with that gun. He puts Ellie down and then he comes back, doesn't say anything and just shoots her right in the head. It's like, whoa. Plus, plus I also think it's responsible on Joel's part too because <clears throat> they don't know for sure and she might be the only one in the world. He lies at the end and says that there's more of them, but they don't actually know that. So she might be the only one in the world that is actually immune. And he's like, I don't think this is the best opportunity or the best yeah. way. If, if they kill her now, then there's that's it. Yeah. That's it. Right. But the doctor like almost made it seem as if like she's on borrowed time no matter what. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, because it grows with her. Yeah. Right. Well, it's kind of like a blade situation where like the mm. mom got bit as soon mm. as she was giving birth. So mm. there's just enough in her blood to give her. She's this... a daywalker. She's a daywalker. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like, yes, you are immune from the, like, mushroom head parts yeah. and, like, yeah. you know, going blind and all, right. but you still have the hunger. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if she needs to eat, like, mushroom soup or something to keep it at bay or Well, she really whatever. likes Chef Boyardee, she, well, so maybe that's a side effect. Yeah, maybe that's just the side effect. Because nobody actually likes Chef Boyardee. Well, especially 20 years aged. <laughs> Yeah. Chef Boyardee, if dude, yeah. if Chef Boyardee still looks like it does twenty years after it has been processed, yeah. then that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but it helps out mushroom people, <laughs> right? Yeah, if Chef Boyardee is still edible and tastes exactly the same in the same can twenty years from now, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the food, Besides the, the metal leaching into the food. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Shannon. Mm, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it tastes kind of metal leached anyway, mm. fresh. So. I mean, extra boyardee. <laughs> <laughs> Is there bacon in this? There's no bacon in Chef Boyardee. There's mushrooms in it now. <laughs> yeah. So that's the end of the episode for this week. We really appreciate everyone listening and tuning in. And please remember to follow us on social media, like we said in the beginning, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and the Spotify app. And if you need a t-shirt, you can get a t-shirt at T Public. Just search for So Geek Girl, all one word, S-E-W-G-E-E-K-G-I-R-L. And please subscribe to the Radio Free Galaxy YouTube channel. For Shannon and Trisha, who's not here, she is touring uh, East uh, Eastern Europe with her polka band this week. Hey. Yeah, she'll be back next week after her tour. And for Adam and Christine and myself, I'm Travis. We will see you next week on Radio Free Galaxy. Bye. Bye.